Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I feel like you're coming in hot today. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming in the opposite of hot. I'm coming. I'm coming in lukewarm. I'm, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I wasn't in the mood to do this. I had already decided not to do it. Um, and for some reason, I changed my mind, and I shouldn't. I, I'm, this you is have things to get off your chest. This is an error. I don't even. I don't even know that I do. This is like a do. decision on my part. I feel like I, you do. My wife is upstairs watching Truman Capote versus the Swans. And I climbed down to the basement like an ogre to talk about Theo Epstein. Well, I'm divorced, but I'm on the top floor. So we're like... Penthouse. Penthouse over here. Oh, and you're drinking wine. Look at this guy. Um, Well, here's... By the way, everyone, welcome welcome back to the Brooklyn Talk podcast. We actually have Red Sox stuff. Brooklyn Bar Talk podcast. Brooklyn Bar Talk podcast. But we will mix it with the Monsters of Sox because... uh, um, something, something happened, happened. Something happened that changed uh, whether whether or not it changed anything practically. <clears throat> you like to talk about the vibe shift. Holy shit! Was that a twenty? Are you hour are you calling shift? me New York Magazine right now? We've talked about is, that and, article many and times. Is that an, and is often. that an insult? I don't you know. I literally don't. yes, you do. Vibe shift? Yes. It's been, you've brought it up more than once, probably three I, times. I cannot recall. I cannot, re- I have talked about vibes. No, but you've like... talked about vibe shift and reference specifically New York Mac at least once. I'll take Almost certainly it. I don't twice, it. possibly three times. Anyhow. I don't remember it because, and that may be related to what I said at the top of the show about this being an irresponsible decision. By the way, everybody should know Dan hates organized labor. Whoa, no, everybody. <laughs> the The most popular tweet I've ever tweeted in my life was uh, a, a tweet for just a couple of days ago, very much in support of organized labor. I will admit that it is now day 11 <laughs> of a teacher strike in my hometown. And uh I hate it when my principles clash against my self-interest. I really do. Your principles versus your principles. <laughs> oh, yikes. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, no, yeah. you have several children, though I imagine only one's in school. Only one is in school, yes. Anyhow, um, speaking of <clears throat> Newton, Massachusetts, where is Theo from? Where is he from? He's from Brookline, uh, a couple of miles away, a couple gotcha. of miles away. Well, as is Sam Kennedy. Well, uh, well, they play high school baseball together. Salacious B. Crumb. Uh, <laughs> That's Theo a reference to something that Brian wrote, by the way. If you're wondering, oh, no, if it's you're... a reference to Return of the Jedi, but okay. it's also a reference to something that I wrote okay. about. I wrote on Thursday, wrote Thursday morning, published <laughs> it at like noon on Thursday about how the Red Sox were in such a free fall that there was no saving them from the impact. And I might have been proven wrong within 24 hours. Or you were proven right and they reacted uh, directly in response to what you wrote. So congratulations. Yeah, you seem to that because uh, I had the number five story on Hey, dude. Uh, yeah, my my son Sam here is uh, demanding water, which is going to end up in his sheets tonight, so that's fun. Uh, but Sam, I'm talking baseball. You got to go. I'm talking about the Red Sox. Sam, who? what's the bad team in baseball? Yankees. Woo! That's right. All right, go to bed, dude. Right, go to bed. Uh, can, can, I, can, I, can I just – I want – no, Sam. Sam. Sam, you know it's time for bad news. No, let him talk. Let him All right, talk. Fine, fine. Speak your piece. What do you think about Theo Epstein? Uh, yeah. Wait, what do you say? Hmm. Theo Epstein. Uh, probably he's good or bad. Yeah, I mean, those are the options. <laughs> or somewhere in between. So I choose. Good. Good choice. Yeah, there we have it. All right. Now, as much as this has been fun, Sam, it is time to go to bed. Go, 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 go. This is work for me, Sam. One more. Go ahead. So, this one is a math problem. All right. Ask him the math problem. Go ahead. I'm not good at math. Four hundred thousand ninety thousand nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine Is that the is, is that the Red Sox opening day payroll? <laughs> Maybe in twenty one twenty four. I think the answer is five hundred thousand and one. Right. That's what you were looking for. All right, Sammy, go to bed. It's yeah. time. Well, no. it was. It was 600,000 and one. No, it's 500,000 and one. You got to think that through. All right, go to bed. Goodbye. That's another uh, edition of Brian thought the kids were asleep. But they what weren't. Kind of, what kind of school district are your children in that they're, that they're doing addition and subtraction in the millions? He's – that dude is special with math. He's – Okay. He's six and he can do it. My daughter's going to be nine in a couple weeks. He can do her math homework. Easy. Easy. Wait, are, are you quote unquote special with math? Because I've never gotten On that impression. The, first of all, that's by design. Because yeah. when I, I don't took, mean that. I, I do not no, mean I that as a When I took the I, math SAT, I got two questions wrong. Oh. And, oh. And, uh, one I didn't answer, so that I got a seven forty out of eight hundred. Oh wow! Look at this. It's but then, but my thinking was, and this was wrong of me. I was like, well, if I'm not good at writing, I should spend the rest of my life getting good at the thing I'm not good at. Yeah. Um, that didn't turn out to be the most lucrative decision I've ever made. Uh, you gonna go back to to uh, math school? Get your. I actually am gonna get a master's degree in the fall, but we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about math. You're going to get a master's in math. math. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) We're going to talk about Theo Epstein who's back and in a, an advisory and ownership role with the entirety of the Fenway sports group. Correct me if I'm wrong. It is not hard to both see, see this is like the perfect 
both practical and PR move. It's a great move. It's smart and it's great for PR. It's incredibly, well, it's, it's very good for PR. Um, we were chatting about this in, in the Slack today, how long this may or may not have been in the works. If it's true that this has been in the works since September when we saw Theo on the green line, if it's true that it's been in the works for that long and they didn't get the deal over the line before winter weekend, I was thinking the, were the they exact same. The, my only thought was that Theo was like, hell no, I don't want to do that. That's my only thought. He didn't even have to be there. If that was the opening announcement, if instead of I was, if instead of Tom Werner, I should have been more artful than full throttle. If instead, if it was by full throttle, I meant the greatest uh, GM of the last sixty years is coming back to the. So Red you Sox. reiterated that in your column, which I read, and look at you. Uh, and I saw it, and I was like. Man, Dan argued so well for Dombo that I don't that I think I'm using Dan's argument against Dan. <laughs> That's fair. You can you can, you can. I, I mean I look, you you're right. I, I Dabrowski's record stands alone. I think I will I will whisper this. I think I've said something similar about Brian Cashman's record. Yeah. Um a little bit different. I, the, it, the thing it, that Cashman is missing now is the uh the hit rate has gone way down. It has gone down, but his misses, like when he misses, the Yankees win 87 games. Yeah, <laughs> that's when they, Ka- that's when Cashman misses. They win 87 games. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't want this to be a Dan likes Brian Cashman podcast. We have we've we've done that before. <laughs> yeah, and he's a Brian with an eye, so fuck that guy. He's a Brian who spells it correctly. Yes, correct. Um, but no, I look, I, I stand by what I said, even though, even though I, you know, Dabrowski's record, Cashman's record, Billy Bean's influence, whatever. I think Theo Epstein is unquestionably, I think the, the, I don't know if I want to say most important, but he's probably done more in his roles he's as the most a GM. important non-player in Red Sox history. <laughs> Probably. Sure, sure. I, I mean, I was well, well. Well, I thought what you were getting at was when I said he was the most accomplished executive since Branch Rickey. That I was, but I think that in terms of what the him coming back to the Red Sox, the <clears> most <throat> important part is the like. I thought he was too big for this. Now, making him in part of the ownership group is certainly like well, I get it. I, he but. is too big for this, which is actually why my expectations are tempered a little bit compared to compared to a, a lot of a lot of reactions i saw online this morning the euphoria this morning was understandably juiced up big time yeah it's like he's not replacing breslow he is he's, not re- not, not only is he not only is he not replacing breslow he's not replacing sam kennedy yeah, like i so feel like a I, lot of people I do think i do i disagree with you there in the sense that at least sometimes Theo will speak where Sam Kennedy would have spoken before. And that is the difference. Mm, that will be, be interesting to that see. Is see the I, difference don't, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Between I, like I Pokey Reese and Manny Ramirez batting. <laughs> that's true. I, 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 would, I mean, I would look. I would obviously love to see that. Um, we, we've missed we've, – we've talked a lot about Sam Kennedy and ownership in this offseason – um, we somehow failed to talk about the you're a liar if you think John Henry and his ownership group aren't committed to winning, which was such a bizarre comment. Well, so he, but he has, like, he said specifically also in Winter Weekend, he said, <laughs> you know, there's the hate, there's people are upset, like, and there's the hate on social media, and we understand this part. And the way he said it, he's trying to discredit it. Yes. By whenever, by whenever anyone mentions social media, like, yeah, you are wrong, but we have to respond to you. Yes, uh, and he's incorrect. And I think they were starting to get that idea this off season. Think, look, the Red Sox have certainly been in a worse place 
as a franchise since I've been cognizant of them. But I don't know if the fan base has been in a worse place than it is right now. I really don't. There's the casual fans are are gone. They're like the people down my the people down the street from me who know that I write for Over the Monster and who will, you know, but who don't necessarily, you know, they, they don't, they don't know who Romy Gonzalez is. Let me put it that way. <laughs> you know, they, they barely know who Roman Anthony and, and Marcelo Meyer are. They're, they're casual fans. These guys, they don't care about the Red Sox at all anymore. And they're in their minds, like the team has stopped trying. The team has stopped winning. They're not worth paying attention to. I don't think that's happened in my lifetime. And, and, now the, the apathy has been happening since the Mookie trade. The apathy, uh, the apathy from the from that corner has been happening for a while, but this off season, the apathy has been joined by genuine anger, genuine, genuine anger in a, in a way that I've never seen before. And in the sense that, like, I know that Theo is uh, is obviously not. He's not even coming <laughs> into a position where the idea for is for him to be like the rubber tire like grounding the lightning and making it so that I don't know what he's coming in for. I really don't. I don't think he's gonna be in Boston. <laughs> he just bought a house in New York. We know that. It was widely reported. You can see the pictures online if you Google the Epstein House, Greenwich, Connecticut. He bought that house like six months ago. I oh, don't shit. think he's gonna I hope move. he I hope he orders some uh, some food. I'll deliver it to him. <laughs> that would be that you bring want some candlelight wings from white plains. I do recommend them. <laughs> but like, I don't think he's he's not going to be in. He's not going to. He's not going to be in, in the office at Fenway every day at nine o'clock. That's not going to happen. I don't think he's going to be. He might make one trip down to Fort Myers because so he likes the, it down there, and because he's got a sushi place he loves that he hasn't been to in fifteen years. Um, but I, I like. I don't. Everything that I read today. Nothing, nothing indicates to me that he's actually going to be a part of the team, the Red Sox meeting. All he's right. a, so a sounding a board, a sounding board slash executive coach. All right. So I have a, I have a question for you, and I will ask it after this. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No this podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Is Theo just a souped up version of hiring Bill James? Uh, no. I, I don't think he's a souped up version of hiring Bill James. Um, but that's based more on Theo's perspective than the Red Sox perspective. Theo. Hello. What's up, Sam? Sam is back with my daughter who had her laptop for school and she had written chores. And the chores tomorrow are I have to give Lila Robin and I I have to say I'm dumb 10 times. (laughs) How'd your daughter get so funny? That's a great question. You're not that funny. I understand that. Anyhow, go ahead. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> Sam Kennedy's your favorite person in the world. <laughs> no, that wasn't. What I, was I mean, you're the one who named your son after him. Um... <laughs> Jesus, I didn't even think about that. So most, of, like, I've part of the reason was uh, I like the two Sam in high school was like my best friend, still a very good friend to this day. And at oh, the you're time, I had another this friend question. named okay. Sam who uh, was like a mensch. Like it, and when we had the name, when we had Lila, I don't know if you did this with your kids, or they were going to, it was going to be Lila or Sam if it was a boy or a girl, it was Lila. And then when Sam was, was a boy, you're like, oh shit, we're just going to do Lila and Sam. <clears throat> Anyhow. Anyhow, all right. So the Theo versus the Bill James hiring. I do think it's a little bit different in the sense that Theo is still working towards things. Um, Bill James was, you know, clearly brought in just to be like a, Hey, you want to throw your voice into some ideas, you know? And he did that. And they like, like the, he might've been working toward January 6th a little bit. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Sure. Career wise. I'm not talking about his hobbies. I'm talking about his career. Theo. So a couple of things about this, you know, Theo has been for, since he left the Cubs, he's mentioned wanting to take a role in ownership. And it's, it's always been kind of funny to me, the way he's kind of mentioned it. And, and he said something else this morning along the same lines, like, Oh, I've been, I've been looking for a chance to get my foot into ownership. He says that in the, in the way that like other people would be like, Oh, I've been meaning to get into photography or something like that. Like, Oh, you, you've been looking to get your foot in this incredibly lucrative, no lose deal. Where in his case, I think he probably didn't even need to invest any actual money. I think it like, what he's injecting in exchange for equity is his brain and his image and his name. Um, so like, yeah, we think about we get what, it. think about how happy we are without having heard a word about it. Exactly. Right. So he's valuable to Henry from that perspective too. And, and from his perspective, like, yeah, no kidding. You want to own a guaranteed, the guaranteed moneymaker that is a major league baseball team. We all want to do that. So you say he's not going to be talking, that. but because he's in New York. But the point is, I think part of the point is that Werner and Kennedy can't help but trip over their own dicks. And at some point, if if we're making you a part owner of the team and we need somebody to go talk and shit is bad, you know Theo can do it. Like you know he can do it. He can do it, and and sure, and he's uh, Theo has I'm never just reassured. I don't care if the <laughs> bullshit doesn't actually cease on the whole. I'm just happy that like I have a nice person to 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 tell to tell me sweet little lies. I I don't think that's gonna happen. I really I will be shocked. I will be shocked. I really will if over the course of the 2024 Red Sox season. We hear Theo talk about the team more than like twice. I'll be. Sh- I think. I think he'll make one appearance in Fort Myers, and will and he'll speak to the media. Then he'll probably be there on opening day, and then other than that, like maybe we'll get an occasional 
Alex Spear emailed him, and Theo said this and that. I don't think he's here. I, I don't think he's here. To okay, I, I, have the Red Sox. I actually have a question I, really I don't. just thought of, and I think that you will appreciate it. Do you think Henry wants him to focus more on Liverpool than the Red Sox? If he focus, if his job is to focus on any of the sports properties specifically to help analytically, do you think he wants help with the Red Sox or Liverpool? Because my guess would be Liverpool. Well, I think it's fucking hilarious and very on point for John Henry that, of course. So, for people who for people who don't follow soccer, Liverpool's manager uh, Jurgen Klopp, football, football footy, footy. Sorry, um, even though soccer is a, a British word invented by the English, it is. and that's, that's what the crazy part. I know. Um, so Jurgen Klopp, who is who's been managing Liverpool for like nine or ten years, who's actually one of the best managers of the modern era, he has stepped down because he's just sort of tired of the grind. Not anything bad between him and Henry or the team or anything like that. And I did read this morning. Some source was like saying that like Theo is immediately going to step in and begin assisting the search for for Jurgen Klopp's successor. What the fuck does Theo Epstein know about that? And just fucking just turn, put the shoe on the other foot for a second, and imagine if FSG hired some front office legend from English football and was like <laughs> just just four months ago who was here to help interview candidates for Craig Breslow's job. People would rightly think that was the dumbest thing they've ever heard. Here's the only counterpoint I have. Here's the only counterpoint I have. The same way as if you ask Jurgen Klopp to, who would you want to be your baseball executive? He'd be like, okay, who are the best people? Uh, He wouldn't (laughs) overthink it. He'd be like, oh, Theo, well, you should probably hire that guy. (laughs) Whereas, like, what is Theo going to say? Like, who's the, I mean, who's the soccer manager who's in, a position where moving to live like the only soccer manager I know, I like, I know several, but like Simeone at Madrid, mm-hmm. at Atletico Madrid is, is, is always like possible to move. It won't be him. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, well, it's going, and that's the other weird thing about that. What I read is that ever it's going to be also, this guy named Javi. Liverpool fans specifically because of John Henry. Also what? Aren't you not a Liverpool fan specifically because of John Henry? You're that an Everton was fan, right? Correct. And in Everton are Liverpool's crosstown rivals. Right. And that was a – yes. At the time that I committed to Everton full-time was two weeks after Mookie Betts won the World Series with the Dodgers. And that, that time it wasn't, wasn't coincidental. I've been um, reading but, Wars of the Roses history and uh, lots of movement between all these English cities. Like that. There, well, there is a a rivalry in English soccer that is called the War of the Roses because it's Manchester United against Leeds United, and those are the two, like those are the seats of the two counties yep. that Canterbury were the heart. York. Yeah, yep. Sure, I'll take your word for it. The two um, archdiocese, I believe, what it is, it's like there you go. The sure, they're the Archbishop of Canterbury, the Archbishop, anyhow. Yeah, Anyhow, and Man yeah. U, of course, is is the biggest club in English history. Leeds was also very big as well. Until I Leeds did not realize how far up Leeds was because I was when I'm reading this book. I have, I have a big. I have the 1973 uh, Rand McNally Atlas of the World, and I've had this my whole life, and I've taken it with me college afterwards. Huge, colorful, and. I think it's awesome because it's now 51 years old and nothing has moved, but so many of the, like, it's got the, it's got the Soviet Union. It doesn't, you know. Yeah. Um, Georgia hasn't moved. Lithuania has, anyhow, Red Sox. No, no, no. I want quick aside from the Red Sox to keep talking about British geography for a second. I wonder if you think this is interesting the way that I've thought it's interesting for the last 15, 20 years of my life. Um, <laughs> I feel like I know a lot about cities in other European countries. I can probably off the top of my head, roughly list the 10 biggest cities in Italy and point to where they are on a map. I can probably do close to the same in Spain, Germany, and France. But when it comes to England, 
Like other than London, I don't know anything about any English cities. And and once I started following the Premier League, that's when I started knowing like, oh, that's where Leeds is. That's where Birmingham is. But like compared to Italy, where I feel like everyone knows about Italian cities, no, no shit about English cities except for London. So it's funny you say that because there's a guy who's a Red Sox fan who is a British guy. Who I followed, we followed each other for years, like probably ten years. Uh-uh. I think he's the person who corrected my uh, error in in my pounds to USD conversion. Is different person, okay? I promise. <laughs> okay. So, but he is a Sunderland fan, and right way up north. I was which looking, I now know, right, right. But well, I didn't. So but I know. didn't know so that until know. three years ago. But I was looking at yeah, I was looking at that the other. I was like, oh my god, that is basically Scotland. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, so you don't think that's weird that Amer- that we don't know anything about English cities, but we know a lot well, about Italian I've learned, cities. And uh, I've learned cities. that this because the city I'm from, the town I'm from, West Tisbury, in on Martha's Vineyard, is next to Tisbury, also on Martha's Vineyard. But those are also names of towns in England, and they're all. All yeah, the, you're not unique there, but pretty right. much all the towns that have names in Massachusetts and whatnot are in the southwest of England, the very southwest. But the reason West Hisbury that I'm Boston, from Boston is, is West in the Hisbury northeast, but go on. is because in England, West Hisbury is west of Tisbury, but on Martha's Vineyard, it's due south of it. So, but still, they're just like, oh, we're just gonna we'll fudge it. Don't worry about it. I didn't realize that about it. That's some good Martha's Vineyard geography. There you go. Um, that's similar to like the entire city of Boston. Let's just talk about this. The entire, Roxbury is Friday the night. geographic this is, center. This is just after dark. This is like. After dark. On, after after the work, dark. We, after Friday work, night on yeah. day 11 of the teacher strike. Roxbury is the geographic center of Boston. And if you look at a map directly north of Roxbury is the south end and then directly northeast of the south end is south boston directly north of south boston is east boston or and then and then southwest of east boston is the north end because everyone wants to hear this uh of course that's like when you look you look at the new york city map and you're like oh look manhattan is there but it like brooklyn is further west than like the top of Manhattan. Like that's because it's it's that's not true. The, no, it is. It is. The, because Manhattan <laughs> angles northeast. But the way it's depicted on maps is not like that. It's just straight up and down on maps. But it, that's not how it's actually laid out. Looking at a map right now. Typing in Brooklyn, New York. I'm glad it took us how many, how many minutes into this? Uh, 28 minutes until we. No, started. I mentioned it right at the fucking top. Son of a bitch, you are right. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's also I, like Detroit right. is uh, further east than Miami, I believe. That's not true. <laughs> Again, All right. the, Look, what just what what did we just go through? Looking this up. This all just happened. Detroit, Michigan, zoom out to no, it is okay. You are wrong about this one. You are wrong not about sure this about one. That. You're not even close to right not about sure this about one. That. Um what what you may be the Red Sox? Do we want well, to no, hold on? Red what Sox? you may be thinking about is that contrary to the only popular song that mentions Detroit, of course, the journey song. There is actually no such thing as South Detroit because South Detroit is just the lake. Downtown is right on the river, right on okay. the lake. There is no South I, That's what I, I think. I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to um, amend my statement. I meant Atlanta. It's further east than Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, that's not that exciting, but sure. Okay. Um, Miami. The city on the eastern sea, the first well, city on the eastern seaboard in the United States. just goes, it just, it goes. On yeah, yeah you, you got, you got, you got me on the Brooklyn thing. You should have just, you should have just, you should, you, you flew too close to the sun after that. You tried to get one more in. 
this is this is how little we know about what Theo is going to do because like we don't know what he's going to do. No fucking clue. Like, we don't. Just, All right. So wait. So on a scale on a scale of one to uh, one to ten, Doug Mirabelli police escorts to Fenway Park. How excited are you about Theo returning? Oh, s- s- seven and a half. Seven and a half. I'm at like a four. I don't think this is a big deal. They hired someone good. I don't <clears throat> care to think about it beyond that. Yeah, no, sure. I, look, I love Theo, but all right. So getting back to what we were saying about Bill James and, and working towards something. I do think Theo is still working towards something. I, I think Theo is working towards the commissioner's seat. I do. And I think this, this I, helps I'm, me in that regard. That's why, that is why this shocks me. Because I, I mean, I guess I can see it now as part of a concerted plan like in my mind he would do something within uh, something further within the league just because that is traditionally how it's done but i agree with you that that is his you know i i hate to say this because he's so associated with the Red Sox. And I feel like we're so lucky to have him back. He's like bigger than the Red Sox now. No, he is. And look, anyone who anyone who has worked even just sort of like professional sports adjacent. I'm not saying like not even within the industry itself, but if you've even just sort of worked with people in the industry one thing that comes across very clear right away is that these people are no longer fans. The people who work for the game are not fans the way that we are. And this is something that happens starting like in college. And this is something that happened to Theo too. Like we talk about how Theo grew up just two miles from Fenway Park and he's a local kid and he loves the Red Sox and all that's true. He does love the Red Sox. I'm sure he does. But the Red Sox were the third major league team he worked for. He started with the Orioles under oh, Larry Lucchino. He followed Lucchino to the Padres. John Henry or Tom Warner owning teams elsewhere. He's from Boston. No, of course it he is. even less for, than for him. I mean, what do you mean it matters even less? You're... Because at least the other guys, you could be like, they're just fucking carpetbaggers. Well, sure. No, yeah. Okay, yes. But but the point the point is that anyone who works in the industry, and this has been true of everyone I've ever met who does, like their fandom, it's not even like they check it at the door. In the it's more in the sense that they it's something that they've shed before they even get into the industry because the idea of being in the industry the idea of being a GM or being an owner or being a broadcaster, it applies to broadcasters too. That idea is looms so large in their imagination that it totally supersedes any fandom they ever had. And I don't say that as a criticism. I don't at all. It's just a, it's just different ways that people think. And, and I don't doubt for a second that Theo, local kid as he is, kind of stopped being a Red Sox fan the second he moved to San Diego. And that's okay. I, like, like I don't. The, uh, the only way I would disagree is I think he would have stopped once he left the Red Sox. Well, like, that, well sure. Else was in there. Obviously, I mean, he tried to quit. He went out in a gorilla suit. He quit twice. Yeah. Anyone. And I, I. But so that's why there is this question right now of like, why? And I think that your why is money. Like he's he's richer today than he was yesterday. But that uh, I was going to say that wouldn't help make him commissioner more than it wouldn't. But then I realized actually, oh, it would. absolutely, it would. Oh, it definitely, hundred percent, it would. Here, like here, and and here is where Be- we're Be- talking Be- about Be- the University of Kennedy instead of being. Uh, yeah, I I think where where we will see Theo replace Sam Kennedy, and I shouldn't say we'll see because we won't see it. But where I think Theo may replace Sam Kennedy is in, like, 
the meetings that the owners have in, you know, Palm Beach for a week when they're discussing the broad strategy of the game. Like, that might be where Theo shows up and represents the Red Sox, where Sam Kennedy used to. I don't think we're going to see him ever at the podium at Fenway. Well, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe I'll be maybe I'll be proven wrong next week. I think but I don't know. Uh, I think you are dead on because I think that whether or not Theo has the power to do things like the unilateral power, right? Theo has actual power, whereas Sam Kennedy does not. Right? right? No, that's Sam true. Kennedy has the power vested in him by the owners. You're we're making you a part owner to eat shit, and that is your job. That is not Theo's job, and I feel yes. like oh, he has there's he has a power. rising tide has- aspect to it. Anywhere Theo replaces Sam Kennedy is good for the Red Sox. I mean, how many how many people are there in the entire baseball industry who are more respected than Theo Epstein? Is there one person? Who's more respected than Theo Epstein? That's a great question. Vin Scully? (laughs) Does he go? No, no, no. First of all, first of all, yes. The answer to Vin Scully, but he's dead. Um, Oh, shit. Did he? Oh, my God. He's dead. He's been dead for like 10 years. No, he's not. That's not true at all. Uh, It's going to be longer than you think. Maybe not 10, but it's going to be longer than you think. 2022. Oh, okay. So shorter than you think. Uh, I wasn't even sure he was dead. You thought oh, he was I knew dead he was dead. Years. No, Vince Scully. I mean, the reason that I was He's been so dead for less than is like maybe even no, definitely Vince Scully. Vince Scully is the, He's been the dead for eight goat months. of goats. He's been dead for eight years. I'm embarrassed that I forgot he was dead. But I think that's better than you think. He's been dead for no, ten years. Ten no, years ago, no, he no, was no. still doing games. No, no. COVID. COVID. <laughs> COVID fucked with our brains. I it knew did. he was dead and you didn't. It did. God, he lived to 94. God bless you, Vin. God, I miss him. He was. And you know what? Shit, Brian. I'm pretty sure. Oh, my. August 2022. I think one of our first pods together was right after he died. And I think we that... discussed how sad it made us. I, I, now that you're saying that, that sounds exactly <laughs> right. So again, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who yeah, looks. I don't know who looks anyone worse. Anyone our age is going to talk about. Oh, I had league pass, and when I was all late at pass, night, I would turn on the Dodgers and just NBA listen. Fan. But it's fucking true. It's not a put on. No, it's true. Yes, yes. I've I watched. I have watched more Dodgers games than any other team other than the Red Sox, and it's not because of Buki. It's because of Vince Scully. And for people who. Or just listening to this, didn't hear that podcast, whatever, and aren't aren't familiar. The notable thing about Vince Gully is he didn't have a color guy. He did everything himself. And it was better as a result. Uh, we've, was- we've had this entire pod. We've yes. done this whole thing. I can't believe we forgot. <laughs> Anyhow. Believe we forgot about it. I still think you come off looking worse thinking he's been dead for 10 years. Than I do. I would too. That was you, and was just thought he was alive. But that's fine. Um. So, is there anyone in baseball who's more respected than Theo Epstein? Mike Trout. Yeah, I, I know sure player player. Is. It's I understand. It's sort of like yeah. we're we're exempting players. It's it's a very 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 short list. Probably I wouldn't not. say no. Yeah, I can't like. Who are the other candidates? Joe Torre, maybe? Dombrowski. Jim, as you, Jim Leland. Like, as you said, Dombrowski well, is a big one. I mean, uh, half of New England. Baseball circles that, do you think, like, within baseball circles, people are like, DePoto, he's so good? No, I don't. DePoto is just Steven. a GM. DePoto is just a GM. Theo, at this point, is now bigger than a GM. Is he? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's fine. Yes, what he did with the rules changes elevated him to something else. Like he was all—I mean, Jerry Depoto's made the postseason once. You're comparing the guy who took who won World Series, the Red Sox and the Cubs, to a guy who just that's made fair. the postseason. I'm saying it's fair. I'm saying, okay. But yeah, that's fair. 
before we even. I was talking about other the... people who were on the level. I don't know. I don't Friedman, know. Jerry but... was, I can't. I can't believe Jerry Depoto was the first name you said. I, really can't. I was just trying to think of somebody. I that said Vince Scully and Joe Torre, and then you said Jerry Depoto. Oh no! I mean. <laughs> Tori is obviously like a sainted person in baseball, more so than Theo, easily. Mm, I don't know yes, about that. Yes. I don't know about yes. that. I really don't. Yes. Well, he's sainted in the sense that like Joe Tori is just is, Joe Tori is in the cut. He's in like the cuddly teddy bear phase of his life. But he also where, worked for the league after he was done being like it. What it's like Theo in the sense that like. Yeah, he did but, he didn't, thing, shit, he, but he didn't do anything for the league. You just Look, like Theo. Did you just, interview Theo Epstein's nun sister? He's Jewish. He doesn't have a nun sister. You know who does have a nun sister who lives in Queens? Who oh, your yeah. boy interviewed? <laughs> That's right. Baby. You interviewed Joe Torrey's nun Ozone sister. Park? That's right. What? What was Joe this Torrey's for? Sister. She was like, the, was this for was, over the monster? She was the mother superior. No, this is for the Queen's Chronicle. <laughs> she was the mother superior at a convent in uh, yeah. in Queens. I can't yeah. believe I didn't know that Joe Torrey had a nun sister, and also I can't it, believe I didn't just assume that yeah, Joe Torrey like, had a nun sister. Everything about that shit checked out. Yeah. <laughs> so what did she have to say? I don't remember. You don't remember. No. I look. She, I interviewed Michelle Obama. I don't remember what the fuck we talked about either. What did but, you? When did you? Oh, for you, Scott. When did you? She was no. the. She was the. She was the president yeah. of the hospitals when gotcha, Ob- okay. yeah. when uh, Obama was a state senator and a lecturer at or and a, a professor yeah. at UFC. Yeah, I've met her several times. That's okay. Good, good, oh, good. right, because you work for Barack <laughs> Obama and her. Um, what was I going to say? All right, go back know. to Joe, Joe Torrey. No, here's what I was going to say. If you was knew, if a, I knew, you wouldn't have to say it. I was going to say. I was gonna, here's what I was going to say. Is she was she a cool nun? Because I feel like nuns in pop culture are almost universally depicted as cool, and I think that's probably not true in real life. I remember, I'm not Catholic, so, so I don't. One know. thing I remember is that she was incredibly easy to talk to. It wasn't like talking to someone who didn't exist in the world. It was the opposite. so she was cool. She was just like a normal person. I was just talking to a normal yeah. person. Okay. All right. Maybe that maybe that's something that Hollywood is getting right. Maybe nuns are cool. I think Let us I know. Did, I think I was actually talking to her for something that did not have to do with him at all. Like it was something was happening in the diocese. And she was the person to talk to. I knew she something was, was happening sister, in the diocese. And I was just like. Settle, settle down. Settle, you live in Boston. Settle the fuck down. <laughs> That's right? my. This is yeah, a spotlight. All right. Is that what it was? Is that what it was? I wasn't working for spotlight. You let him off the hook. You knew, and you let him off the hook. Someone's been listening to the rewatch rewatchables, haven't they? <laughs> you recommended it on this pod. So. I have recommended one episode. No, you recommended the whole thing. I know. You were like, my recommendation, the most popular podcast in the world. uh, That was my point when you recommended it. I was like, I said, I recommended the Boogie Nights episodes. Okay. I've never seen Boogie Nights. Well, you've seen Coen Brothers movies, right? I have. See, Bill Simmons has seen Boogie Nights many times. He's like, uh, he's just an anti Coen Brothers person. He's just like, I don't do that. I'm like, I know well, people like that. It's like, oh, that's just not my thing. Bill Simmons is an anti a lot of things. Um, and I don't mean that in his attitude. I just mean like in his way I'm of living. Well <laughs> I'm well aware. I'm well aware. Have you interviewed him? I've not interviewed him. I wrote a very scathing takedown of early grandma. That's probably the most popular <laughs> thing I ever wrote. Wait, early Grantman was so good. No, 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 no. Early Grantland. Yeah, I was no, on no, no, that no, website no, no, on the no, no, first no. day. No, no, no. I'm talking from the drop when the editing was shit. I was like, there on day one. Now, now hold on. Early Grantland, like Charlie Pierce had a piece, I think, on the first day of Grantland. Charlie Pierce is one of the best yes, writers y- in yes, England. You got blinded by the lights. I was reading everything, and the editing no. was shit. Look at you. 
an Dude, Oxford comma they didn't who like. Worked there, emailed me and said, "Thank you." I'm not going to say who it is because it's possible say he's in jail for domestic violence in Canada. I'm not saying who it is, <laughs> but he worked for Grantland at the time. So me. you he's know, like, Jonah Carey writing your column. <laughs> I swear I to God, he found the my email address. And email he just me emailed me and was like, "This sucks." Okay, so the guy. So the one guy who worked from for Grantland, who since then we've been like, well, this guy sucks. Yeah, he's he the one who emailed you. Right, it was like you're right. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right, baby. Okay. That's right, what baby. did you write this for? I want to look this up after we finish here. BrianJoiner.com. Okay. <laughs> that exists. That it, that exists. I haven't written it like this is from the blog era. You know. Yeah. There's, um, just a, there's just a big picture of you and Jonah Carey Tommy hugging Craig's, each other on the front page. I sent it to Tommy Craggs and he put it on Deadspin. Like he linked it on Deadspin. Holy just shit. Just like one of the, remember when Deadspin would just have like a one sentence thing being like, I do. here's a yeah, story yeah, about yeah. this and it's good. And he linked it. And I went to a lunch with a friend and this was early Twitter. And like, that was like, I was looking at my phone. It was like, the owl has followed you. Like Corey Sika has followed you. Mm. And like all the sports writers, if I was like, oh shit, he must have put it on. Because I know my ex-wife's cousin, who I knew way before my ex-wife, is Lila, go to bed. <laughs> it's your butt. <laughs> Lila, go to bed. Go to bed. You're supposed to be asleep. Go to bed. Do you want me to come over? Watch out. So, anyhow. I wrote something bad about Bill Simmons. And since then. And since then, he won't return your calls? Yeah, more more or less. Uh, But it's all good. Uh, we got anything else? I don't think there's anything else to talk about, Theo. The, this is a whole bunch of words to be like. Well, we, don't we don't know. We don't know. I just got a low battery indication on my laptop, so we probably should wrap up. We don't know. Oh, I'm not okay. as excited as a lot of other people are. I, I mean, look, it's not a bad thing. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's here. It's not a bad thing. I don't think he's here to be a change agent for the Red Sox. The right. way a lot well, of people seem to think a lot of time, You said you had many recommendations. Why don't you pick one? All right. I am going to recommend... Um, all right. I am choosing between three. One of them is food-related. One of them is... Tele- two of them are television-related. All right. I'll, I'll be happy. Go food. Rec- go go with the food one, please. Okay, you're right. You I do should go so many TV shows and shit. I, I'm as guilty as you are. Do you have a TV show? Okay. Here's what I'm going to recommend. It is January. Actually, no, it's not. It's February. It's, February. it's Groundhog Day. As we record this, it's Groundhog Day. Brian, I don't also, know if you remember this. Tomorrow. I don't know if you remember this a year ago. Um, since we don't remember the Vin Scully podcast we did together. A year ago, we, the whole point is we do remember. Well, we forgot it and then we remembered. I don't know if you recall that we actually determined in mid podcast a year ago that your birthday is the scientifically most depressing day of the year. Do you remember this? I mean, I live it every day. I re- yeah. I remember now that you say it. I definitely remember you saying that. Yeah, you your birthday is January fifteenth, the okay. same day as, as your wife. As my wife, the same day as Martin Luther, Martin King, Luther King. King. Yep, not quite a dream blunt rotation, but some kind of blunt Shane rotation. McMahon, show, throw Shane McMahon in there. Oh, I'm not. Oh no, Cassis is one day off. Cassis, no, I no, no, you. no. He was the same day. Oh, he's the same he, day. No, I sent it to you the next day. Uh, Con- yeah. All right, Tristan Cassis does maybe elevate it into dream blunt and rotation. And blunt rotation, yes. Yeah, that's a, that's not bad. <laughs> I'm not. Shit. I'm good. I'll roll it. Actually, no, you will. Blunt, Tristan will too. I'm not going to roll a blunt. Tristan, Tristan will roll a blunt. He will roll a blunt. I, yeah. I would have to go back and look at the Hoover tapes, 
but Martin Luther King being a part of the counterculture in the 60s, he probably knew he, he would have someone to do it for him. <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. Yeah. My wife might be in the weak spot in this. Um, she no, but, know she, how to roll but she's the she. So, like, she's adding so, the, the essence yes. to this. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, January 15th. It's scientifically proven to be the most depressing day of the year because the holidays are over, but it's still cold and shitty and dark. Sun's not really coming up yet. Spring is a fucking distant memory more than it is something you look forward to. I think I discovered a way to get through your birthday and the weeks thereafter. Well, I've had 46 (laughs) chances to do it right. So, uh, (laughs) Have you done it? With big, giant oranges. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably not. Okay. Are you saying citrus right. fruit? Like, it's going to... So, uh, what I've been doing this January is... Look, there's so little to look forward to in the middle of January and early February. There's one thing at the grocery store to look forward to, and that's sumo oranges. You know what a sumo orange is? Yes. Okay, have you had one? Yes. Okay, do you know how fucking amazing they are? I don't remember. Well, okay, then this is why you need this recommendation. So I am now, I, I am in the middle of citrus season. I'm buying big giant oranges. I'm buying blood oranges. I'm buying I'm buying every variety of orange I can I find because it is blood orange is so good. Blood orange juice is so good because this is citrus season. And that's the thing, like, you don't think of January and February of being any kind of season, but this is citrus season, and I have been actively choosing to really indulge, particularly in sumo oranges, but like I said, not just sumo oranges, and it really does kind of brighten up what are otherwise the worst five to six weeks of the year. Dan so every time I go, it's expensive. C. Dan is just talking about sugar and vitamin C. That is what Dan is talking about. He's like, I, I know what you I, want I, right I now, see. sugar and vitamin C, and he's right. He's That's great. a navel orange. That's a navel orange. An actual no, they all have orange. vitamin C, and they all have sugar. I'm going to That's call really right what you're saying, you like, and you're correct. And it's easy to forget to eat that shit around now. So I, quickly, I know your laptop. No, is no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's easier. I'm saying. So, I'm saying. You know that there are people find a way to make now better, and one way is big giant oranges. That's my recommendation. I mean, I'm down with big giant melons. I was talking about boobies. Cut that out, please. Boobies. Cut that out. I'm not, I'm not cutting that out. That was uh, awful. Okay, citrus fruit. Uh, all right, that's a good one. What should I? Not like, because it was offensive, but because it was bad. Let me be clear. I understand. I'm fully aware that it's stupid. Okay. I've also now been single for like three years, so like, let's you know, acknowledge, respect my journey. Okay, respect my journey. <laughs> uh, what am I going to recommend? Um. I will be basic and recommend Reacher. Now, the first five episodes or so of season one are very silly. But then it sort of understands what this show is. It It's sort of like being fake. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, so I mean, I've, I like, about, I've, I've heard the name the Tom, and I've seen it the on the Cruise Amazon movies. Prime homepage. I didn't watch the Tom Cruise movies. But what I understood was like, this is very stupid because the whole point of Jack Reacher is that he is like seven feet tall. Uh, and they really sort of don't tap into it until halfway through season one. But as you have your melon, your oranges, your sumo oranges, I have my Reacher. Who's, who's my, I have my oversized person. You have your oversized fruit, and uh, that's what's getting us through these uh, these dark, dark days. So it's so it's a good show, is what you're saying. It gets it's because he's seven feet tall. Fun. I don't know why this is good. The only thing you've said about the show so far is that the character is seven feet tall. You're the describing the NBA. They're like doing a bad justified impression, and then 
starting in the halfway through the first season, they sort of get what makes it fun and funny. It's funnier and it's more fun. Okay. Nobody cares about that. Um, but I realized that I, I had a James. <laughs> I That's had a... why it's on the, the homepage of Amazon. Like you said, nobody yeah. cares. I had a James Bond thought continuing. Oh, well. I, was it our last episode yes. that we discussed? James? Okay. All right. Um, this was another so uh, another another recommendation what was second on my list to big giant oranges was the show miss your spade which is a it's a show on on amc it is a dashiell hammett adaptation it's actually it's it's about samuel spade the hero of the maltese falcon story and it stars clive owen as like a hardball our favorite person, our favorite our author, our favorite person, our favorite author. So I'm gonna, I'm still gonna hold. I'm not gonna talk about Miss Year Spade right now because I might, I might need it for a recommendation next week if the Red Sox hire Billy Bean or something like that. Um, assuming we have a podcast, that's that's what you mean. So I won't talk about Miss Year Spade right now, but I want to talk about Clive Owen because one of the first things you think about when you watch Monsieur Spade, when you watch Clive Owen playing a hard-boiled noir detective, is you think about what we kind of discussed last week, like how did he not play James Bond? <clears throat> and I actually looked it up because we were kind of talking about that. We were both saying like Daniel Craig gone. What direction are they going to go? It's going to be interesting. I to know see. they're not going as old as Clive Owen. Like, so that's oh. why I didn't bring him up because they've said specifically they want to go younger. Okay, well, shut up. Stop ruining my segment. So <laughs> I googled Clive Owen Bond to sort of see, like, what's the discussion about why it never happened with him. And apparently, if you read online, he was once the favorite to replace Pierce Brosnan because Croupier, the movie that sucks, that you love, that we've discussed before, Croupier came out about the time as the, as the last Pierce Brosnan movie. <laughs> And and because because in a few scenes in Croupier, Clive Owen was asked to wear a tuxedo. People were like, "Well, he's the next James Bond, obviously." So he apparently was, and at least according to the legend, he didn't want to play Bond because he didn't want to be typecast as that sort of guy, which I'm sympathetic to. Except that, like, the next decision he made was to be in the Born Identity. So. I don't know if I but, believe him, but whatever. No, no, not the same. Not his character is not the same. Look, sure. The, 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 you want you want to hear it the other way? There's a like Chris Evans. <clears throat> like I've watched, like I watched not all, most of the Marvel movies through the Infinity War, and I well, I'm not like I do not, I do not worship them in any way. Some of them are very entertaining, and like if you're in the right mood. They're perfect. Some of them. But Chris Evans had the same reservation, apparently, about playing Captain America. It's like, I don't want to do this. So I stopped doing and like stopped doing serious movies. And then he chose to do it. And he did stop doing serious. Like he did Snowpiercer early on. Like Snowpiercer fucking whips ass. And he is raw as hell. And now he does like Netflix movies on. Didn't Cyber Captain Adam. America? Captain America didn't come before Snowpiercer. No, no, no. It, no. Really? No, no. It did. It did. My point did. being, right. that, yeah, like, yeah. My point being that early on he was still like, "Oh, I'm gonna go in both directions." Gotcha, gotcha. But gotcha, then gotcha. I also think that like the Marvel schedule just like ate him alive because like he's one of the top. He's a guy who's in all the movie crossover movies because he's Captain America. Yeah, and now they're bringing. Anyhow, none of that fucking matters. This was the monsters of socks. Wait, I didn't even fucking get to my point. (laughs) What's your fucking point? I didn't get. My point was that I was thinking about Clive Owen as 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 James Bond, and you know that the 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 one thing that you would signify that Daniel Craig did different than every other James Bond that came before him. Was well, no. Roger Moore was blonde too. Was that he added an element of self-loathing to the character, and I actually think that is the most important thing he did. Roger Moore, Roger Moore's James Bond, that character loved being James Bond. 
Daniel Craig's James Bond does hates not it. love hates it. it. He hates it. Right. He's forced to do it because it's what he's good at, but he hates it. And in fact, we see him try to quit twice within the within his run. You know why I was thinking, is, right? Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne, right, exactly. I think that's actually true. And I actually think it's really and it interesting. Makes, oh, and like it's not bad. Like it makes Bond no, better. It it totally no does. It totally does. And what I was thinking was that as good as Daniel Craig is at that, I think Clive Owen in particular would have taken the self-loathing aspect to another level. Yeah, I think he would have been really good at how that. How self-loathing can you be when you're Daniel Craig? Right. We Clive know Owen, when you're Clive Owen, you can get down. Precisely. Precisely. I love that. So, so I was kind of sad they never got the opportunity to do it. So my recommendation was going to be to uh, to the broccoli family, wherever they are on Long Island. They named broccoli. It's fucking amazing. It's so ridiculous. To the broccoli family producing these James Bond movies, I think they should still make Clive Owen the next Bond. And no, what they uh, should I, specifically I have, I have, do. I have a very specific pick for the next Bond, and it's not Clive. It's not Florence Pugh either. No, I know it's Daniel Cluley. We talked that's, about this last week. That's right. That's but right. here's what the thing: like they just they just rebooted the series with Daniel Craig. They just showed us the beginning of his character, right? In in Casino Royale, he's not even a double O yet; he becomes a double O in the movie. Do we see him? We see him become no. He, no, he is a double O in the movie. The whole movie. Well, the well, okay, you're right. Thinks he's not in the first scene. No, no, you're right. But he Judy thinks Judy, he's not, and he's like, but you're Judy not Dench. Daniel Craig's like that. Judy Dent Judy Dench makes Judy Dench at one point in Casino Royale says, like, I had regrets about making you a double O. Right. Like it's the beginning. It's of the beginning of James Bond. He doesn't he doesn't order his martini shaken yet. You know, he it like he's new to the whole thing. We just saw the beginning. Hire Clive Owen now and show us show us Daniel Craig's version of Bond. Show us the guy who never wanted to be Bond, the guy who tried to quit twice, and show, him, and show him thirty Bond. years into the future, They're and show him as like a Bond. grizzled veteran who never wanted to do this, who tried to quit but who couldn't, and no. show us old aging. No. But they kind of ruined no. this because they killed show him in the last Ford movie. But. And she falls in love with an American failed journalist, <laughs> father of two children, divorced, good, very good father. I would watch that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. That is the Monsters of Socks. We will be back maybe this week, maybe next week. I don't think we'll be back. I let, let, just one thing there are still so many players who haven't signed. So this is true. shit could happen. I don't, and if it does, it won't be because Theo's here. It'll just be because it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. But this feels nice. It's nice to feel nice for once. I don't feel that nice, but I'm glad you're happy. I don't think right, anything's well. changed. All right. Know. All right. Well, power to the people. I hope those teachers get the, that contract that they deserve. I do, too. I do, too. But I, they really fucking better get this contract over the next two days. Yeah. Good night, folks. Good night, everybody. <laughs>